This is Jordan Delvin, the import killer, the OTT world champion, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is The B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, live in the Diamond Studio. That means live at this moment in the Diamond Studio with my friend, my co-host, my cohort, Mr. Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? I'm tired. Tired. It's uh, it's an early, It's a little earlier on a Saturday morning. Yeah, know. yeah. It's very much early. And Bright also, and early. The, you know, you'd be surprised how much it takes you. It takes out of you making. I mean, not making, but reconstructing a new couch. Like you got to handle the, like the the, the freaking arm the armchairs the arm the fucking armchairs. They're just they're real pain in the ass, and like they give you these tiny screws, and God knows how long have since I've owned a wrench. And uh, uh, I don't even know how to operate one, but until now, yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got to offer in terms of pre-show banter. Well, that was a good review on your on your your. It's a couch. couch. Yeah, how many how many Ric Flair chops would you give this couch making? I'd give Negative. it five Flair flops as soon as I come home, could get home to it there after go. I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, jump jump right. Is it a comfy couch? At least, yeah, it's pretty comfy. That's good. At least yeah. you know. The reward in the end is you get this nice big comfy couch. Stop! Chill stop it! Why? I'm, I'm I don't do not silver lining. Do not do not do not advertise the destination. It just makes it even worse, Corey. All right. Well, guys, how you doing today? Hope you're having a beautiful Sunday afternoon. It's Sunday hot morning, Sunday. It's pretty warm in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, especially for our, you know, it's, it's like, an Indian summer. It's in, yeah, Indian summer, San Francisco summer. You know, right in the fall, uh, November third. Yeah. You know, it's, we got to fall back in a couple of days too. Tonight. Is it tonight? I think it's tonight. It's always on a Saturday, Sunday night. I believe Good. it's tonight. I'm, I'm extra one of hour these, sleeper. Extra hour of Red Dead Redemption. No, I thought that was uh, this. I thought this was the bad daylight savings. Oh, no, everyone gets that confused when you. The fall, bad daylight savings is the spring. spring? Yeah. Okay, so this is the good one. This is the good one where you fall back and you gain an hour. So like at. It, once, it, once it hits 2 a.m. Sunday morning, the clock reverts back to 1 a.m. And this always happens in the weekend. Yes, that's good. Never on the weekday. It, it's always on a Sunday. Yeah, it sucks that the good one always happens on a weekend. Well, they both they always happen, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, wasn't there I just remember there was that this one time you know like when I was in high school, everybody was just fucking destroyed by like daylight savings and every but then like all the teachers were just kind of like, yeah, I know, we get it. You know. They're like, yeah, dude, deal with it. Sorry. It's it's Let me talk to you about the Holocaust, which was true, by the way, that well, it was what the Holocaust. Are you, well, the are you, Holocaust. Are you actually, saying the Holocaust? Holocaust actually okay, happened? the Holocaust actually happened, but what actually also happened was daylight savings being so shitty that in our in the in in my modern world class first period, Mr. Higginbotham, we had to talk about the Holocaust that same day, and I was just having none of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Holocaust did indeed suck, Corey. Yeah. Yeah. It, but you know what else doesn't suck? Don't go from a Holocaust to a, a segue into City Wrestling Radio. That's I mean, just weird. I, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't necessarily have to be about the Holocaust. It's just like it, it, this does. That sucks. This doesn't suck. Uh, the B Show, yeah. where you could find every every Friday at six thirty p.m. Well, not this past Friday because we were a day late, dollar short on KCSF. Um, and also, if you want to check us out any other time, if you want to wait a week, you want to wait two weeks, you want to wait an hour. Find us on SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio on the go, on your phone, in your ears, out of your mouth, and then back. Then you have to do it. Come back around 
to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what you think of our show or any other shows we watch. If you want to talk to us about Crown Jewel, hey, we'll respond to you. We just don't want to really talk about it on the show. You know, City, yeah, City Wrestling Radio. Remember the Holocaust? Picture the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Harold and Kumar joke. That's one of the best Harold and Kumar jokes. This is a part, there's that scene in Harold and Kumar where, where the, there's these two Jewish characters. And so they're watching The Gift on HBO. Yeah. And they're trying to anticipate Kate Hudson. Not Kate Hudson. What's her name? Katie Holmes' uh, breasts. Okay. Because she shows them in that movie. And then like they run into the, and the Harold and Kumar, they run into those two Jewish characters. And then um, Kumar asks, so how's Katie Holmes' boobs? And then they responded, remember the Holocaust? Yeah. Well, picture the exact opposite of that. And Kumar was just like, all right. All right. All right yeah, cool. I'm going to go get some. Uh, yeah. Get, smoke a bunch of weed and get some burgers. That's the movie for you. That's really, pretty, like pretty much good. what that movie Sounds is. Sounds like my life back when I was a teenager. I mean, what? Did you grow up with White Castle? No, just weed and cheeseburgers. And all I know about White, White Castles are the frozen ones, which I, I hear is, you know, a, kind of the same, but it isn't really. But you get the gist the of only- it. Uh, time I've ever seen a White Castle is when I was in New York, and you didn't go inside. No, because it was literally the jankiest. Like it was. If Those are the best kind. If you've ever been to, do you remember Jack in a Box on, over by the Metreon back in the day? That's not there anymore. No, but you remember when it was there? You been there? No, there was always just like a bunch of. Or how I was more. I was Carl's, Carl's Junior. Jr. I was Carl's, Carl's Junior on Civic in Civic Center though, not the Pal Street one. How is is the Civic Center one worse? Oh, it was. It was, it so was but then is it still it there? So much, no, it's not there anymore. Yeah, see the Powell Street one. It's, one I have a feeling that's going to get like landmark status, or it's going to get uh, what do you call it? What is it? What do you call it when it's there for a very long time? Uh, it has no trouble, but in the an old building, like legacy business. Legacy, yes, the legacy. But guys, talk about an epic. Now that the McDonald's and hate is gone, like. Carl's Jr. is probably like the biggest epicenter of, you know, drug funneling in the entire city now. Oh, the one on. Um, I'm talking about Carl's Jr. Powell Street. Yeah. But then like hate the McDonald's and hate street. That was a special brand. Oh, of God. Yeah. Awfulness. God, that one was just wretched. Yeah, but that was my McDonald's. That was our McDonald's. Was it? It was growing mine. up. I used to go there a bunch as a kid, but yeah. especially like when I was the, buying weed in the park. Oh, you were part of the problem. then. I, you know what? The problem was the the legal the it's not the weed itself the it's the people associated with the weed that's like that's exactly like my entire stance whatsoever it's just like okay like weed I could you know I I could I have no qualms against it I just kind of have the qualms of the type of people who are you know associated with it I'm associated with it yeah but then it's, okay yeah you are associated but there are levels to this Corey no I know what you're saying that there's yeah. like the there's, there's the Ross Trents of the, the world. It goes from the the techie person that just moved to San Francisco, was like, "Ooh, I want to try out some CBD patches." To the, you know, going to Grateful Dead concerts, you know, fish, fi- oh yeah, fi- uh, fish concert. Whatever. Yeah. One of my very best friends, um, I'm probably his, right in the middle. His step, uh, his step dad, or his step, his step bro dad. No, his well, no, his step his bro. mom is dating. His mom's like has been dating this one dude it's from like, mom's boyfriend. Like, yeah, his mom's boyfriend kind of thing. Like he apparently is like the biggest. Like, <laughs> is that what they're called? Fish head? fish is, heads. I think. Yeah, whatever. Like he follows like fish concerts like throughout the entire country, and yet that dude's like a millionaire. 
and he's also like pretty pretty much considers himself retired so you know you could be an upstanding member of society apparently and still be into fish which i found it's, impossible it's funny how i rip on fish heads but yet i follow wwe every time they're close by or wrestling you know what i mean it's just like yeah, I, yeah, I spend yeah. probably equally as, as much money on wrestling shows that a fish head does on fish shows i was looking at uh, prices for those how for that house show too December. oh yeah um i got mine it was like 100 bucks lower bowl yeah i don't know i'm not sure if i'm willing to spend more than 150 and those and Ticketmaster wasn't exactly being very generous oh really I, yeah so 100 over 150 like i was like like lower lower bowl so like if anything over that would be floor you're looking for floor. i kind of want to see higher at this point because if because if you're in the back but you're also on the floor no no i'm of... i'm not on the floor yeah so like i'm like right it's an oracle right yeah so right as it gets elevated okay so i'm like in the first couple rows there and that was like 100 bucks i'm surprised they don't hold more shows at oracle like actual episodes of smackdown they do they did a it, raw. It they did a raw last there. year. They did a raw there a couple years. Didn't ago. Didn't they do a SmackDown? They did there? a SmackDown. Isn't there. that the one where Ginger Mahal made that really yep. racist yep. promo? Yep, yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. And uh, and Rich Swan was. I was in front row for that. I was dancing to Rich Swan. You were you were in front row for that SmackDown show. Yeah, I was. On, you I were, was facing hard cam. I gotta. We gotta find this. Can you find yourself? In yes, a, I can. If I go back to, if I find the date, I think it was about a year, a little over a year ago, because I got a notification on Facebook recently that you're on. No, my friend, my friend Gabriel from our Pacific Northwest chapter, he texted me Who? like, "Gabriel, I know, God, I know he's they're they're doing their thing up there, whatever it is. I don't know. I need to do a monthly evaluation check with them. Just they're all dead. On. Like they didn't feed them properly. There's just a bunch of skull, skeletons in that bunker. Did I leave enough evaporated milk for them in the bunker? Well, anyways, did you cut off life support? Do bunkers get life support? Did I install the life support? Well, there you, well, go. you know that's, what? That's I, I can't even think about that because you know why? This is the B Show where we talk about 205 Live NXT and uh, two hours apparently of NXT UK. And that's going to be this and next week. So hooray. I have so much wrestling to watch. Yeah, I thought I was cutting out Impact to save time. No. WWE's like, screw you. Whatever. There you, you go. You have more time now. You claim that you watch 10 hours of wrestling a, a week. Might as well make it 12 at that point. Well, yeah. Anyways, guys, I'll kick it off. Uh, I'll kick it off. Let's let's start the Corey show. This is uh, where I'm going to review a little 205 Live and two hours of NXT UK. All right, I'm going to fall asleep. You know what? That's rude, oh, Michael. Uh, we kicked off with Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick. Wait, what? This is 205 Live. That's what I said. Oh, wait. I thought you said you were going to start with NXT I was going to kick UK. off with 205 Live okay. and NXT UK. All right. I'm so, hey. I uh, kicked off with Jack Gallagher, Brian Kendrick, as we know, last week, you know, or the past couple weeks. Um, they Brian, um, Brian Kendrick's face, per, kind of, by proxy. What? Oh, yeah. He became face after uh, Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher kind of started to turn on him. But he turned on them first. I mean, he attacked Gulak first. I mean, let's really see what's going on. Um, so they're having this match after last week. He came down to, to help to the aid of Akira Tozawa um, when Jack Gallagher uh. and Brian Ken- or Drew Gulak were attacking Akira Tozawa. Um, Gulak on commentary back and forth between the two men. It was actually a pretty slow match to begin um, the show. That's Brian Kendrick matches for you, though. In general, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, he's not exactly the... He's pretty much just Drew Gulak, but with longer hair and, like... Yeah, but and Drew a, Gulak... And, 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 Puma, and Puma jeans. But Drew Gulak looks really good, though. Like, everything he does just looks... Yeah, no, he's a he's a more scrappy Drew Gulak. He's like he's, a younger he Daniel keeps, Bryan. He, yeah, he keeps it in the he keeps it on the ground. He's very technical of what he's doing, 
but he's also just like super scrappy about it because hey, he's hey, Brian let Kendrick. Me at him. Let me at him. Exactly. Scrappy do. Uh, but eventually, uh, Drew Gulak tries to get involved. Akira Tozawa comes out to stop Gulak from getting involved. Why? What is because is it because Gulak and Akira Tozawa have like well because with each other? Tozawa because Kendrick came out last week to save Tozawa. Okay. Uh, because when uh, Gulak and okay. Gallagher were trying to beat yeah. him down. Yeah, no, it makes and, sense. And you know, hey, faces, right? Yeah. Like, you're a face, I'm a face. That means we get along. Good thing. Then we're all face. Hey, I'm yeah. a face. You're a face. Uh, Brian Kendrick gets sliced bread on Jack Gallagher and the pin for the win. Jack Gallagher, um, he was wearing trunks at this point now. He, he has. How long has he been wearing trunks? I feel like sometimes he just he throws you off. like just Interchanges? Yeah. Like yeah. very randomly, but he's been I like trunks, trunks for a I few like, weeks. I like trunks better than those. I like those St. Patrick's. Hey, Day I got, glories. I got these, I got these, I got this couch because of that. Yeah. It literally, no, it's not. But it, when I think about, it, I'm like, that's probably the exact same material on same my couch. makers. It probably is like part of it. you. Like see a, you see a trunk shaped hole on your couch <laughs> on your on your hey. trunk. Like, huh, Gallagher. Yeah. Next up, we have Cedric and uh, Cedric Alexander backstage with Drake Maverick. Um, Cedric wants to know when he gets his rematch, and Maverick like, says no because you're a fucking loser. Pretty much, yeah. he just says, you know, you you don't deserve your rematch, which I never thought that existed. I thought when you had a rematch, you just had an ob- you know, like an obligated obligation to, to have, have a rematch, rematch whenever you want, or you can call for it. I you know, like I never really was never really a fan of that stipulation because you're just gonna get more of the same. Yeah, maybe yeah. depending on the finish of the first match. Like if the first match was as definitive as it could for them to have a rematch would just be like you're you're just waste. You're just biting your time until you get like the next program up and running. Probably. No, no, I feel it. It's uh, well, I mean, it does start unless it's Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair, where it's just a literal like it's like shooting a bullet in a in a steel cage bing, 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 where it's just back and forth, back and forth. Bing, bing, bing. The t- dude, that title got tossed around so much. Uh, <clears throat> but Cedric backstage, and he's like a, a little doorknob. Everybody gets a turn. He's whoa. Uh, he's a little um, Cedric's a little mad that he didn't get his title shot right immediately. But he understands because you're a fucking loser. Uh, he understands because he's on a three week losing streak, and it'd be unfair to put him in the title match because he's a fucking loser. It's starting to look like we might get a Cedric Alexander heel turn. Yes, yeah, sure, somewhere. whatever. Fuck it. It'll be fun. Hopefully, right? You know what I say? Move Cedric Alexander up to the main roster. Just turn everybody heel. Everybody heel. Heel roster. Like, just, you know, this com- this company's not run by good people, so why even bother writing for good people? So, Well, I mean. What yeah. else happened? Hey, you know, once. I don't know. I don't know why I was doing Triple H voice. Next up, we have Grand Metalik versus um, a Jobber. A Jobber of some sort. Hey, you know, Grand Metalik is probably the greatest. One of the greatest wrestlers on that roster. It's no Raul Mendoza. That which we'll true. get to. We'll get there. Uh, there was an old school clothesline by Grand Mental League to the jobber. Um, he eventually gets the win. So after the match, TJP. It was a pretty short so, match. It was a, job, yeah, it was a jobber yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TJP comes out afterwards, and guess what he does? He steals his mask. Steals the mask of That's Grand probably Metal. one of my favorite gimmicks going today in wrestling. Though. I love it's because you, like, you hated it at first. Yeah, it's just like now they're just going. It's one of those things where like you, you don't like it at it. first, but then they double down on it. And so you kind of you come around to it. And just the fact that TJP, he's like he's like the predator where he just collects a bunch of skulls of the victims that he, you know, kills. Yeah, and I think like, it's pretty much like I have his, this mask. I have this mask. Nigel just, mentions that he, he 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 has another scalp. I was like, oh, are you? Saying he scalped him, that's kind of... Yep, just a uh, little bit of ultra-violence for everybody. 
Sorry. Go a little clockwork orange on everyone. Um, they next, should do. What? They should do a scalping spot and like in a death match, like just have like have freaking like Zandig, just have like Zandig come out with like with a wig, and then just try to just you know who Zandig is? No, He's the founder of CZW. Oh, um, did somebody almost die there like a bunch of times? Or Nick Cage. Nick Gage, where like he had like a oh he's gonna you know, be he's gonna be at that show I'm going to the Deathmatch show nice GCW Game Changer Wrestling versus it's like it's like Game Changer Wrestling versus some other show uh, some other promotion well, in L A MDK for life Deathmatch where were we uh 205 Live Grand Metal League beats Jobber TJP steals mask okay so that's but cool. then did like Grand Metal League cover his face or anything yeah well you know the rest of the Lucha House Party they came out to. To bring him a towel to cover his face. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, you know, so nothing exposed yet. But I, I have a feeling someone's going to get exposed eventually. Someone's going to lose their mask permanently. <laughs> Not their mask, if you know <laughs> Next up, we have Buddy Murphy backstage with Kayla. Um, they Basically, Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese are walking backstage, and Kayla just wants to know, uh, she goes, next week the UK division will be here. What plans do you have for the UK division? Oh, yeah, because they're on tour. Yeah, and they don't want to bring all the cruiserweights with them. So, hey. UK division, you're doing 205 Live this week. Tyler Bate versus... Uh, Mark uh, Andrews, actually. Buddy Murphy what? calls out Mark Andrews. Oh, I want Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate hasn't been around often. I, I mean, unless you watch, unless you don't watch NXT UK. Uh, if you watch NXT UK, he's been there quite a bit. Yeah. This is all like in August they film those shows. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, next week. Um, also, she asked, what if Nice wins tonight? Because Nice has a number one contendership tonight. He says, what if he wins tonight? What if he's number one contender for your title? He says, well, Kayla, don't worry about it. Don't worry. We won't hurt you. A little bit of ultraviolence. Shut up. Next up, we have uh, we have Dasha with uh, Mike and Maria Kanellis. And uh, basically, in walks TJP, and he's trying to set up an alliance with Mike Kanellis. Uh, what Can- planet does Mike Kanellis come off as somebody not too, under 205 pounds? He lost a bunch of weight. I don't know, man. He I lost a lot of weight. He's like he's like Kota Bushi tier physique. I mean, though. if you're gonna if you're gonna rip on that, Buddy Murphy is clearly over two oh five. Yeah, they still have they've done away with that whole get the Yeah, they're like screw dude, people are talking about it too much. Yeah. So I mean it is what it is. Maria though, Maria Canellis though, she sees right through TJP and she knows that uh TJP has gotten himself in a little bit of trouble that he can't get himself out of alone, and she says that her and Mike will strike when the opportunity is uh, presents itself. So she didn't make it. They didn't make an alliance, but I'm assuming they will eventually. Okay. Mike, Mike Canellis and TJP. Hey, tag team of the year right there for CWRE. Next you heard up. It here for, you, heard it, you, you heard it here first. Next up, we have our main event. Mustafa Ali versus Tony Nese. Staffers the, versus Niesers. Versus, for the number one contendership of the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, it was a pretty good match. Not as good, I feel like, as Mustafa Ali Hideo Itami or Mustafa Ali Cedric Alexander. Yeah, as apathetic as I am, as, as I may appear, like Two Hundred Five Live has actually been like super consistent with delivering above average matches, especially for the main event. Yeah, it starts out really slow, and it's like stuff you normally just wouldn't see in on main, and no, and like in the like on shows run by the main roster because they do travel with the main roster and so like these are the most unique matches that you will see out of that entire leg of those shows exactly uh back and forth between the two men ollie working uh working with the injured ribs and arm because you know he's just injured all around because he's just 
injured. That's his gimmick, right? Just be injured round and round. Right. Get a title shot when you're when he's down. Well, I mean, it did end up like that. Uh, Mustafa Ali did win with the uh, what do you do? Jackknife? Uh, no, jackknife cover. It was just like a roll-up jackknife okay. cover. Okay, it kind of somewhat protects Tony Nese, I guess, because um, you're gonna wanna you're gonna want him to be kind of lightweight, kind of a cornerstone of that cruiserweight division however may however long that may become considering the fact that you know lucha house parties on raw mm-hmm. well they're on raw and to it's that's weird they're just getting moved around. yeah i don't know they're man. just getting tossed around yeah after the match though cedric alexander comes out and comes in the ring tony niece leaves the ring while right, mustafa on, before on. you before you say anything trade lucha house party for chad gable oh my god i would Let's love to see chad trade. gable on 205 live yeah and just it would actually make get him away wa- from Bobby Roode. It would actually make me watch 205 Live at this point. They'll do right by Chad Gable. if you- Man, he would be such a... F- oh! Hey, start a petition. They have those websites where you start can start a promotion. Petition. Okay, I've completely turned around. Turned oh, my around God. We ha- see, we had this exact conversation before the show. Okay. Where are we going to hold it? City College? We could do it at City College, probably. <laughs> As gym. like... We could... Dude, the we, basketball at the we gymnasium. We could probably like, get Casey at... Never mind. Yeah, we don't, probably get don't, school, don't reveal this. We could probably get a school to pay for it somehow, yeah. some way. Malcolm just, okay, so like, you're going to do a wrestling show? Well, <laughs> wait, whoa. have fun. Yeah, he would, They, you know what, and we could have the students. He like, doesn't listen to this, right? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, we could have the students <laughs> film it too. Well, no, not this show because this show is a daily dollar short, so it's not getting uploaded to KCSF. Oh, well, that, that ruins everything. What happened in 205 Live? Uh, well, like I said, uh, Cedric Alexander comes out. He he looks at Mustafa Ali. Heart? What? What? Come on, heart! Come on, soul! Holds up the arm of Mustafa Ali. It <sighs> looks like we might get a Mustafa Ali Cedric Alexander program coming up soon. I thought there was going to be a heel turn, but no. Congratulations, heart! Thanks, soul. Uh, where's Earth, Wind, Fire? Earth, Wind, Fire. First of all, are you talking fire. about um Captain? Yeah, Planet. yeah. You're talking about He's that. He's a hero. Gonna take solution down to Environmentalist zero. propaganda made by Ted Turner. Was it made by Ted Turner? Yeah. Oh, that was a damn good show, you know. So was Ted Turner. May he get better. Is he a good show? Yeah. How, how's He'd he doing? He'd be quite that? a... Dude, a Ted Turner show would be something. Yeah, all about WCW. Yeah, apparently he has dementia now, which is uh, unfortunate. He hasn't he had that for a while, allegedly? Well, he's been... He has formally, like... Announced that I've been fighting this. Des- okay, I don't want to make light of it with an impersonation, but <laughs> um, yeah, he's he formally announced that. So, uh, do you ever see him getting into the WWE Hall of Fame? No, Ted Turner. No, I mean, listen, listen. There are a lot. He less- wasn't. He wasn't an on-screen character either. Yeah, but then he'll that that wouldn't stop them from like his contribution to they WCW. They Remember, they can they can put WCW in a positive light because at the end of the day, WWE won anyway, right? They're, 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 did Eric Bischoff get put? Didn't he get put in recently? Has Eric Bischoff been in the WWE Hall of Fame? I mean, I know it doesn't if matter not, if if he's not. That's if who these Hall of Fames don't matter at all. I mean, it's literally just what Vince Mc, what like Vince McMahon wakes up and. Um, you know what? The conditions of his BM, and he'll just be like, oh. You know what make it really real? Like, really, really, really? Is if you do it like the Academy Awards, where you send they out. They kind of do it like the Academy Awards. Where they send out voting point. to all the wrestling podcasters. That's that's actually the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, though. Hey, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Where's our uh, where's our ballad? 
Like that's just exactly saying. Yeah, where's, where's I'm saying like that's exactly what that that one what you just suggested. That's what the, how the Hall of Fame works there. Okay, nice. Because it needs to be like because they get a pool of people and it has to be like a sixty forty. Didn't we? Did we induct anyone last year to our Hall of Fame? We don't have a Hall of Fame. Do you want a Hall of Fame? We could. Oh, Mongo fun. McMichael. <laughs> The first suggestion. Reasons and the, for for reasons which we will get to later in the show. Later in the show. But that was two hundred five live. That was two hundred five live. Let's move on to a little NXT UK. <laughs> we start off in the same exact place we've been for in weeks. Jolly old England. No, I think they're in Cambridge. Cambridge UK. Ooh, getting a little loud over there. <coughs> Your little Cockney accent over there. Uh, kicked off with Trent Seven versus Saxon Huxley. Saxon Huxley. Saxon Huxley. Yep, that's kind of look like that's, a. That's a wrestling name. That is a wrestling name. That's a creator wrestler name. And if I ever heard one. Huxley towers over Trent Seven. Uh, I didn't even think that was possible. Trent Seven's not that bit is not that small either. He isn't. Uh, Huxley dominating Seven most of the match. Uh, eventually, at one point, locks in a million dollar lock. Uh, Rainmaker. Sorry, I mean Seven Star Lariat to Huxley at a certain point. Torture rack to a burning hammer to Huxley. Pin for the win, Trent Seven. Burning hammers in a tele in a, in a WWE network yeah. taping. Yeah, going above and beyond the Call of Duty. Trent Seven. I like Trent Seven, man. He's he's awesome. he's okay. He, he has really good hair. He, yeah, he does. He's probably the one guy I'd probably want to hang out with. The one. Okay, who if you could hang out with anybody on the NXT UK roster? Hmm. Not Pete Dunn because he just looks like he would get you in some like he'd be like we're gonna go bare knuckle brawling. And I'll, I'll not say Tyler Bate because that would be the most obvious. I feel like I'd be really like anxious on it because he probably hangs out with a lot of really beautiful people, and I'd be like, I don't and compare. It, well, you're not you're not in the same. Well, you're not with you don't think you don't believe yourself in the same company. No. How dare you? No. Uh, I don't know. Dakota Kai. Okay. Ray Ripley. Tony Storm. Just all the ladies. All the ladies. Well, I could see. I could ladies see Dakota Kai. Night. Um. <laughs> I could see Dakota Kai because you guys both play video games, right? Yeah. Hey, hey, Dakota, you like video games? Yes. What do you play? Uh, what does she play? I think she just got she, Red Dead. She, no, she live streams like she live streams with a New Legacy, which if you haven't heard of New Legacy Incorporated, one of the greatest uh, wrestling Twitch streamers out there. Those guys are hilarious. Shoutouts to NL Cool and uh, well, that's all I have right now. NL Cool. Yeah, his name is no. Johnny, the NL Johnny. I've, I'm terrible with names, but I just know New Legacy is really cool. And they had Dakota Kai and Jervis Cottonbelly one time, which was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, who else? Ray Ripley. No, is she wait, a gamer? Is, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like who? who she would she would just get you into bare knuckle brawling, just like Pete Dunn. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Zach Gibson. What would you do with Zach Gibson? He would just like he'd just sit in a dark corner and like. Glare, I'd be not wearing glare, shoes the entire night, which glare. would be kind of disgusting. Wears shoes. He wears shoes. No, okay. me because okay. my shoes have to be up. Apparently. Apparently. Um, let's see. Next up, we have a video package for Joe and Mark Coffee, the Coffee Brothers. I really like them. They're total heels, but they look great, man. I would like to see them. Oh, uh, you know who I drink with? Uh, Dave Mastiff. Oh, I like that. He'll pay for everything. There you go. Because he'll drink everything. Well, he might. He might just drink everything and leave you with the bill. <sighs> just saying. Uh, Joe and Mark Coffee, the Coffee Brothers, they're coming. They're coming soon. Well, actually, they coming up right next because Mark Coffee has a match against your favorite Flash Gordon Webster, the the Mod Father, right? Uh, sure. The Mod Father. Yeah, it's a little early, isn't it? You need coffee. 
Uh, I need Joe Coffee. What did he do? Uh, Mark Coffee. What did Mark Coffee? Mark Coffee do? Mark Coffee actually, uh, he did a lot, <laughs> so much. <laughs> Uh, Riveting. No, Flash working the legs of Joe Coffey. Joe Coff- eventually, Joe Coffey gets in to distract uh, Flash on the outside, back and forth between the two men. Eventually, we get a crucifix pin to Mark Coffey um, after the match. Oh, yeah, pin for the win. Flash Gordon Webster wins. Uh, Joe and Mark Coffey attack Flash after the match. Out comes Travis Banks and Mark Andrews for the save. Kind of do like a little bit of a shield, surround the ring type thing. That's when Joe and Mark Coffey get away. Um, and yeah, so yeah. Danny Birch video promo after this, you know, he's coming, he's coming back. I think it was the same promo from the week before, um, but I'm not completely sure, but you know, he, he just mentions, uh, really like coming back to the UK, performing in front of the UK crowds, getting, you know, respect for the past 15 years and traveling. Yeah. Next up, we have a Ginny, Ginny video promo of the May Young classic Ginny. Ginny. Yeah. She's apparently she's a fashionista. That's her gimmick. Which I really like because it was a very unique gimmick. It is, and it's her whole video was just like it looked like an um like the fashion um, magazine covers um, of Europe, kind of like a Vogue. Yeah. So very um, high end, upscale, fashionista. Was there a lot of no? Oh no! But it was just like she's Jenny and she's she's the top NXT Jenny and she's here to winning. She's great, man. I love Jenny. Oh, yeah. She had that great match in NXT or the May Young Classic. May Young Classic, yeah. So yeah. I can't wait to see her in NXT. No more May Young Classic. I just realized that. Boo. I mean, you have NXT UK for all these great women. That's true. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Sam Sam Gradwell. Do you remember Sam Gradwell? No. He was in the first UK tournament. He was actually the man attacked by Pete Dunne the first night after Triple H said, Hey, you need to take initiative in this and you need to go uh-huh. out and. Yeah, I completely glossed over the first uh, UK tournament, which I kind of regret, and I don't have enough time to catch up towards. But you know, that tournament spawned some really great talent. Hey, Trent's or um, Tyler Bate won, so yeah, there you go. We made that with with uh, no pants. Yeah, we made that joke where (laughs) it's literally like the play icon is covering Tyler Bate's uh, the waist area, and it just looks like he's completely nude. And then you see William Regal and um, David Finley, not David Finley. Fit Finley. Fit Finley, yeah. He's just pointing <laughs> at... Finley just like, yeah, man. No, Dave, no, yeah. Fit Finley's just pointing at the play icon like he's pointing at his dick. <laughs> and then, then William Regal's just laughing at it like, <laughs> look at Tyler B. I like, um, he posted that picture recently. Like, it was like after one year and he's just like, one year ago. And I was like, why aren't you wearing any pants under that belt? And like people, first time I've heard about that joke, you bloke. People were commenting on it, like I, they were like, he is wearing trunks under that. You can't see him. Hello, it's just jokes. Ooh, got the jokes. They're not landing, but it's all right. Um, Sam Gradwell versus Danny Birch, slugfest uh, to start the match back and forth. Multiple European uppercuts to Sam Gradwell, draping DDT, and uh, eventually Whoa. Danny Birch gets the pin on Whoa. Sam Gradwell. Good, good for you, Danny it's a, it's Birch. A good match. Um, yeah, Jason Statham looking motherfucker. Uh, after the match, he was being interviewed by. I have to get his name. I'm sorry, Radzi. That's his name. R A D Z I. Your 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 biggest fan. My biggest the kid. The kid that's been uh, interviewing people. Yeah. Um his name's Radsey. He's his name's Radsey. He interviews Danny Birch. Um Danny What Birch. hotel do, would he stay in? What's uh, the hotel that Radsey would stay in? The Radisson? Move on. Moving on. Oh, were you going to do a joke? I was going to say Radisson. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I thought you were like. What did Radsey say? Uh, Radsey just says, Danny Butch, how are you, how does this feel to perform in front of the UK crowd? And then Danny Butch says, it's an honor to see you, and then we're in the UK because we he's all talk a, like he's, this. He's not a Dalek, uh, but that is how Radsey talks. Uh, Danny Birch, yeah, feels great. Yeah, feels great to be uh, performing in front of the UK crowd once again. Um, he says he only wants the attention of one man, and that man is Pete Dunn. Is Vic Joseph in the commentary? Yes. Okay. And Vic Nigel. Joseph and Nigel McGinnis. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. But they're not there. They're doing it like later. That's weird. It is because every time you see them, it cuts. To, it's like clearly a green screen um, that they're standing in front of. Yeah, it's old fashioned, you know. But it it how... sounds good. It doesn't sound bad. Yeah, like it sounds like. But you know. Bad. But you, yeah, I know. Um, he, like I said, he wants Pete Dunne's attention. Um, he says, "Mate, I was British strong style when you was running around in your napkins, not running down your face." That means underwear. It does napkins. I love that. <laughs> running around your napkins. Next up, we have Noam Dar versus Zach Gibson. Uh, match after last week. After you know, they had a little back and forth. Uh, you know, uh, everyone took their shoes off, right? Remember? You remember. Um, Dar working the left knee of Gibson. Running dropkick to the left kneecap of Zap Gibson. Like I said, working that leg. Eventually, we get a key lock driver to Noam Dar. Northern light suplex. And the end of the match had a helter-skelter to Noam Dar. It was actually a pretty good match back and forth. And Zach Gibson gets the pin on Noam Dar. Zach, oh, no. uh, Noam Dar tries to take the shoe off of Zach Gibson. <laughs> too. Okay. So I guess that's the thing now. Just it's just Gibson and shoes. They're just doubling down on a, the fan made. If he was on Raw, his gimmick would be like, oh, "I have I've had a shoe company for years, and everyone's trying to get more sh- get me shoes." That sounds stupid enough for it to be a real thing, Corey. I know. I was just trying to think of the stupidest thing possible. So that was NXT UK Part One. Fantastic. Part Two. Uh, our second hour of NXT UK kicked off with Mustache Mountain versus Saxon Huxley and uh, Sam Gradwell. Do you remember Sam Gradwell? Uh, I remember Saxon Huxley. Okay. Well, Sam Gradwell. I'm kidding. I told you a second ago. Um, eventually, there Huxwell and or Huxley and Gradwell are isolating Trent Seven. Uh, eventually, with the hot tag to Tyler Bate, um, bouncing clothesline Tiger Suplex to Sam Gradwell. For the win, Mustache Mountain stays on top. So Mustache Mountain continues to stay on top of the British UK division. I cannot wait until those titles make an appearance. Finally, yeah, you uh, you really made a point of how saying how beautiful those tag titles are. I mean, every title from the UK division just looks nice. Oh, I want you know what? I, they look so good. I want to form a tag team with friend of the show Chris Cage and go to NXT UK. You got. And I can be like your, a your wish is my command, Chris. If you're listening, let's go get those titles. All He's right. christening. He, ooh, we we formed the new new trident. We get the whole trident. Oh, can we sponsor trident? Do whatever you want. It's your podcast, Corey. Hey, it's all of our podcasts. It's the people's podcast, man. Next up, we have uh, uh, Travis Bank. He's a atta- Travis Banks. He's attacked backstage. Uh, we don't know who did it. He had a match later in the night with Wolfgang, but we don't know who done it. Who attacked Travis Banks? I mean, I don't think it's going to be a big mystery angle like Aleister Black, but hey. Probably. Uh, you know, Johnny Saint backstage, he's being interviewed by uh, by Radsey. And uh, and uh, he, he wants to know what's going on. Who attacked uh, Travis Banks? 
In walks Mark Andrews, and he he thinks it's the Kofi brothers, but he wants to do right by Travis Banks and take his place in the match tonight against Wolfgang because that's what a friend does. Steps up and takes over your match when you're hurt, apparently. So, hey. my, so Michael, if I'm ever injured... Yes, I'll just say yes. You have to wrestle in a match for me. Just saying, man. Uh, after this, we have Nina Samuels versus the modern-day witch, Isla Dawn. Oh, Isla Dawn, and I'm you had honest, me at Isla Dawn. I know. Once she came on the screen, I was like, "Oh, so did go. I." Isla Dawn. Uh, it's a pretty. I'll be honest. It's a pretty sloppy match. It was sloppy indeed. Oh my good, Michael, you're like Corey Graves over there when Mandy Rose comes out with Isla Dawn. Well, stop the presses! Oh, she's here, Isla Dawn. Shut up, Saxton. This is the most beautiful person in the entire world. Shut up, Saxton. Mandy. Uh, but I feel sorry. Him. I feel that's, him that's your Mandy Corey Rose, minute. So. That's your Corey Graves minute for me. Hey, you get Corey Corey minutes all the time here. It's, Again, messy indeed. Um, eventually, the shut end, up, Saxton. Uh, eventually, the end of the match had Isla Dawn doing this suplex throw. It was weird um, for the pin and the win. Um, yeah. Okay. It was a match. <laughs> okay. After this, there was a Pete Dunn interview. Um, he's just like, my, um, my Aladon, that was a match. Yeah. What I don't, don't know what on? happened out he there. He needs to get a haircut. I like his hair long. Uh, because I saw, I saw I, his. I, I get like really big Owen vibes when they, when it's short or at least like at the bowl where it's kind of like that just that faux bowl, bowl cut. Or he just looks like a he just looks like a prick when he's when he has that and he, it's so perfect. But Ugh. I guess if he's like if he's sort of just the pseudo kind of tough face, face yeah. kind of thing, I guess you could he you goes know. with it. I I like it. I like his hair long, especially when it's like shaved on one side. Yeah, he has it shaved on one side, right? He should just he should just do oh whatever whatever makes him unique. Tell him and Rhea Ripley need to like be a brother and sister like duo in NXT. Not every not every. Male and female roster member have to be interlinked with one another. No, they don't. It's, it's, been work, it's been working out with for Finn Balor apparently. What? What with Balor and Bailey? Yeah, they're on the main roster. Main roster doesn't count, dude. Whatever. It's like a different world. It's a different world. Whole new world. After this, there was a Jordan Devlin video package highlighting his um his career highlights because he's coming up right now. Next, Jordan Devlin versus Tucker Knight. No, just Tucker. Oh. Um, oh no! I'm sorry. I skipped something. I'm sorry. Rewind. Okay. We had a Dennis video package. Oh god. Dennis. Apparently his name's not Dennis. It's Eddie Dennis. I didn't get that last time. Apparently. Okay. What does he do? He's he was the UK's youngest per principal ever. Ever. In the history of UK schools. In the history of UK schools. Was he twelve? Apparently. I think he was like twenty-two when he was a principal in the UK. God, that's like. It's like them. It's it's just it's like one of those like Disney Channel original movies, student principal, where a student becomes a principal today, and he finds out that there's a lot of hard work. And then, and then one day the school is almost shut down, and the only way to save the school is by turning to professional wrestling. Ring, ring, ring. Uh, well, Disney Channel, Disney Channel, and WWE present. Ring, ring, ring. School uh, ring. Yeah, ring, ring, ring. Yeah, ring because it's ring ring, ring oh, because ring the bell. Are, ring the bell. Yes. School bell. Ring bell. Twenty two year old guy. I mean, a twenty two year old principal. It like okay, what kind of school was it? Like a fucking high uh, not a high school. A preschool. I don't a know. Preschool. I think it was a college. Jesus. <laughs> no. It's like that one movie with uh that, that Mac guy. 
the Mac South Harmon Institute of Technology. Oh, accepted. I think it was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, he yeah. makes a fake college. Yeah, anyway, that, was, that was a decent movie. It was funny. All I remember is the fact that he called it South Har- Harmon Institute of Technology because <laughs> shit. <laughs> Lewis Black's the principal. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like. I mean, that part was pretty dumb. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's coming, and he's there was all these video. Um, newspaper cutouts of you know he was a big deal i guess in the uk for doing that for giving up his job as a principal and becoming a pro wrestler because he's pretty small but he trained back in the day with pete dunn and mark andrews and he's a little irritated that they've surpassed him so now he's going full force into the wrestling world coming up next like i said tucker versus friend of the show jordan devlin um tucker goes for a swanton bomb eventually devlin holds up his knees and uh he knocks his finisher on tucker which I was trying to figure out what it was, but I can't really. It was like a suplex of sorts. But man, Jordan Devlin, I can't wait to see more of him in the NXT UK. Mini Balor. Hey, don't don't call him that to his face. Is he? Does he actually like legitimately resent that? Like I'm not Finn Balor, it's even like though the, the I gimmick. Everyone, Mini Balor. Is yeah. it really? Is, does he really get called Mini Balor? Yeah. Oh, everywhere. I just made. I just really legit oh, yes. just made that joke. Yeah. That's especially in the UK. Oh my god! When I saw him at the ICW show, they were just chanting that all. I night. legitimately did not know that. That's a joke. Okay. Hey, I'll give this to Jordan Devlin. He is a, a he is the front runner of my match of the year with him and Walter of the OTT. Ooh, wow! It's not it's not it's not my match of the year, but it's like top three. I'll say that top three. All right. Well, well, so well. they really it's and it's mostly fucking fucking watch that match. Hey, you know what? It's not on YouTube anymore. They took it down, but it, you can find it off some Chinese web video website that has everything that's every anything that's everything about like Daily Motion. No, not Daily Mo. Daily Motion's been kind of has been kind of weird lately. Primo about Go. That. No, it's a- definitely don't watch Monday Night Raw on there. Uh, coming up next, uh, we have a Danny Birch interview. Yeah, just more of more of Danny Birch. He, I didn't realize until this video how much like Lars Sullivan he looks like. He's Mini Sullivan. Yeah, he's Mini Sullivan. Um, after this, we have the main event, Wolfgang versus Mark Andrews. It's you know the size of Wolfgang versus the speed of Mark Andrews. Oh, my God. Uh, modified gut buster to Mark Andrews, spinning DDT to Wolfgang, eventually the stun dog millionaire to Wolfgang, shooting star press, and Mark Andrews gets the win over Wolfgang. After the match, Mark Andrews, he goes for the handshake. You know, Wolfgang shakes his hand out of respect because you got to have some sort of respect. And it's UK, right? You know, the British civility. Uh, he shakes his hand. He leaves. After that, the Kofi brothers run down and attack hey! Mark Andrews and uh, beat down on Mark Andrews. And uh, out comes Flash Gordon Webster. He gets beat down, too. <laughs> so Thanks for coming. Uh, that's when uh, Wolfgang turns back to the ring, gets in the ring. Kofi brothers run. And, oh, no, Wolfgang turns on Flash Gordon Webster oh, and great. Mark Andrews. And he aligns himself with the Kofi brothers and beat down on Flash Gordon Webster and Mark Andrews. Well, yeah, there's a lot of heels. There's a good amount of heels. Uh, they're setting. I think they're setting up six-person tag match. You know, Flash Gordon Webster, um, Zach, Tra- or Travis Banks, and who is the other? Mark Andrews versus the Kofi brothers and Wolfgang. Does Mark Andrews still wear that hat? Yes, he's he's just like the like the like thirteen-year-old, the happy little thirteen-year-old. I he's like basically planes. the male Liv Morgan. I like planes. He's like, pretty much the male. I love planes. Yeah, male Liv Morgan. Yeah. Eh, he needs to dye his hair like purple or pink or something. But he kind of just has that punky at it's punky like aesthetic to him. So that was two hours of NXT UK and 205 Live from me. Three hours. You've uh, dedicated two three hours, hours of, of NXT UK and 205 Live. Sorry, right. and one F. 
Well, thank you so whatnot. much, Corey, for your commitment with the B Show. But let's get on to the main event. Oh, my God. And that is the May Young Classic, updated October 31st, 2018. We got Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley for the end. No, wait, what? Hold on. Wait, what? What? No. 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 Shh. Apparently, that's the spoiler still. Oh, shoot. Wait, what? <sighs> Even though she guess won we can't, the title on August 26th. Guess we can't, uh, guess we can't talk about that. I guess the show's over. Oh, wait. NXT. Uh, uh, I'm Come sorry, on. what? NXT? Did you watch NXT, Michael? Yes, I did watch NXT. I just I was digging myself a really big hole there. NXT, dated October 31st, 2018. Happy Halloween. We get a recap of last week that culminated in Johnny Gargano revealing he's the one who attacked Aleister Black. Great segment. Great segment. But our first opening match, Nikki Cross versus Mercedes Mart- Martinez in her NXT debut. Mercedes Martinez was originally in the second round of the Mae Young Classic where she lost against... Mako Satamora. Yes. Yeah. That, Satamora. Was a, that was a really good match. It was too. great. Yeah, she looked great. That was probably second, my second favorite match in the whole tournament. Mm-mm. Back and forth wrist locks and holds as Nikki does her weird smile where she kind of just... She kinda, it's kind of more focusing on her front teeth than her back teeth. Mm-hmm. It's like not back teeth, her bottom teeth. Uh, which is, I'm trying to do it right now. If you can hear it, if I'm talking properly, I'm, you might be able to convey it. But uh, Martinez applies a front face lock. Martinez dumps Cross to a canvas from the second rope and then applies a guillotine. Cross builds a comeback and slaps herself as she's doing it. Cross does a cross body transitioning to a bulldog. We get some blood into the face from Cross afterwards, which I have. I tr- I, re- I was trying to rewind. I was trying to trace back how cross was able to get blood on her i'm like uh, yeah i don't know where that where that yeah. came from but she maybe, maybe it was from, from maybe it was from her slaps uh short spine buster from martinez we get a backdrop driver not once but twice and follows with a release german from martinez cross stops a fisherman suplex and then hits the purge which is basically drift away it's cross circles around the ring around martinez Boy, no, she okay. She she does the drift away and then she pins Martinez for the win. Cross circles the ring around Martinez post match and mouths that was fun, which Martinez obliges. Uh, I thought this was a good showing for Martinez in her NXT debut. Uh, I don't see. I mean, who knows what they can possibly do with her at this point, considering how stacked the NXT women's roster yeah. is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought this was a. It was a fine match between these two. And then all of a sudden, Candice LeRae appears with a dye job and black lipstick. So You're ruining people's lives. What are you, what are you doing? I was, you're, you're ruining? You're crazy. What are you doing? You're ruining people's lives. Uh, what are you doing? Ditto, Corey. Uh, C- Cross laughs at her face as LeRae says that it's not funny and that Cross is ruining lives, as Corey uh, so eloquently displayed black then appears onto the stage and stops cross from exiting for a moment black then turns to loray and enters the ring they both stare down blast black asks where johnny is loray doesn't know black says gargano's future is gone i thought this segment was super interesting mostly because no one had a mic and the talent had to convey storylines through actions that audiences like are like supposed to interpret yeah um i was a little bummed though when the commentators were like this is what she said, and this is what he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Like eventually, when the commentators had to spell spell everything out, that they it's they had to bring it back to square one. Yeah. Like this is the direction we're going. Yeah. And like you guys, think of it this way. I thought it was a neat little experiment, but it was kind of disappointing to hear commentators just spell it out for them. Yeah. And then up next, we got Street Profits versus <laughs> the Mighty <laughs> again. <laughs> 
was that the I was that the Lana theme song? I was burping the I was burping the theme song of Street Profit. It does kind of sound like that's the thing about CFO. Like I feel like I've say this every time I talk about CFO is that there's always a horn section. There's always a saxophone or like a like Lana's theme, Street Profits, Tyler Bate, uh, fucking. Who yeah, else? There's yeah. there's way more. Lana's theme song's a lot like Flip Gordon's theme song. I really like Lana's theme song for I some do reason. Too. It's kind of positive. Like when it plays in 2K19, I get kind of in a good mood. I wonder why. Because Lana's theme song is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, commentators put over that put over the fact that the Street Profits aren't as happy as they usually are. Well, they uh, don't have their cup or chains. Uh huh. Fantastic looking offense from Montez Ford as he frog leaps both mighty members and dr- does a tope con hilo. Commentators are putting over how stacked the tag team division is getting, baby. Uh, what else? Angelo Dawkins did one of the worst tag spots I've ever seen where he just jumps in the air awkwardly and just puts his midsection into Thorn and tags in Ford. Did you yeah. see that? Angelo Dawkins? T- oh, Monty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Angelo, where he just, just leaps into the air and just does like a one like a 360 thing. I thought that looked awkward. I mean, he tried. And then, like, near the end of the match, you see there was this kind of interesting editing spot where it shows Montez Ford doing a springboard, and it immediately cuts to him doing a frog splash, and it sort of felt like there was something edited out, like you probably messed up, and then oh. they just cut immediately. Watch this again. I'll watch it, it again, looks yeah. like an. It just looks like a weird edit, and, or it was probably the most perfect cut you have ever seen in a live broadcasting situation. Those are the only two things I can think mm-hmm. up of it. it was weird looking probably at it um yeah springboard frog splash from ford into thorn profits get the cut back they celebrate with the nxt universe and you see that that kind of weird maneuver that the mighty did where it was like they had was it um was it shane thorn had nick miller in like a powerbomb position yeah it was a powerbomb yeah i didn't and I, then they I, superplex i forgot to say that montez because, ford yeah it was just weird because it was just like it doesn't make sense because you are essentially powerbombing your teammate yeah but then at the end the ends just by the means it's not like all the power gets like put. I know it's wrestling. I know it's wrestling. I'm just thinking too much about it. Uh, after that, we get a Kathy Kelly interview with Regal. He announces Velveteen Dream versus Champa for the title at Takeover. Black then interrupts the interview and asks Regal where Gargano is and responds, echoing Loray that he's simply home. Uh, Black announces. No, no. Uh, Regal announces Gargano versus Black for Takeover. Black then says Gargano will fade to Black. So, uh, yeah, Gargano versus Aleister Black. Fun, it's fun, kind, fun. Kind of surprising we haven't gotten... Maybe they'll wait another week and so these programs can really, you know, really tighten up and yeah. get, build, generate some true heat. But I was sort of expecting a better explanation from Gargano considering last week. But if they're going to hold this off, I guess that's fine. Yeah. Uh, motionless in white's voices as the NXT loud theme for TakeOver. It sucks. Yeah, a lot of those NXT mm. Takeover songs suck, man. No, there's I no, they, there was a couple do. ones that are really good, like uh, Marmozet's play. That was last year's Takeover. I thought that that was that was that was a hype. That that was a hype machine. The only WWE song I like is Money, 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 Money. Well, who does? Money, 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 Money. We see uh we see outside Lars Sullivan throwing stuff like a two year old. <laughs> <laughs> and then some brave interviewer nervous, nervously asks <laughs> Lars, what, 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 what's, what, what's, what's, wrong, what's, what's wrong, Lars? That he, was great. And he wants uh, an NXT title match. What's wrong? 
Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. What what what's wrong, Lars? Yeah, it's like Lars, what's what's going on? Can you, you talking to my recorder real quick? Yeah. Thanks. It's t- don't no ta- that's that Tascam's really expensive, Lars. Don't eat it. Oh no, it's, oh. it's he ate it. Triple H, can I get another Tascam? <sighs> Did you go to try to interview Lars again? I told you. you I told you not to, but he'll eat it. Use the edible microphone. Anyway, bro time. Bro. Matt that Riddle. Menzies time. What are you talking about? Okay. Uh, Matt Riddle's NXT debut uh, versus Luke Menzies. Menzies. Riddle's theme. Menzies. Riddle's theme starts with him saying bro to a very loud pop. Uh, Riddle comes out with flippy floppies. He enters the ring and kicks them out, and they land almost perfectly. Nice. You notice that? No, he I just, didn't He see just that. kicks them out like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, single leg ho- single leg hold from Riddle. Cradle into an armbar from Riddle. They shake hands, but Menzies does a fake out headlock because Menzies a heel, I guess. Riddle kicks Menzies' chest and does a jumping forearm into the corner. Overhead toss by Menzies. Penalty kick from Riddle. Knee strikes, forearm strike. Bro mission, submission victory, Riddle. And uh, like I said before, Riddle is Brover. No. Uh, I can see him... His plans for takeover, you know, there's the obvious Cassius Ono match, which I think is going to be fire. Hopefully, it's gonna be a really good match. I, I think. I hope. Man, I'm fucking working that day too. Takeover. She'll be fine. I know it's a taste, but then they don't takeovers usually start at like four. I'm not yes. Gonna, I'm not no, they start at five. They start at five. I'm not gonna. Well, I'm not gonna be home in time, so I might pre-show because I know the doors open at, or the show starts at three fifteen. I have to drain my freaking AT and T reception then. Just to watch it on my phone. Yeah. I did that one time. Like, it was the Iron Woman match. Oh, yeah. I was like, I got to watch this. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we get a recap of Shayna winning the title from Ka- Kyrie Sane at Evolution. Shayna says she lost it the first time because of her and not Sane. I and told then, you. And then in the middle of the interview. Shayna! Shayna! Hey, hey, Kyrie, Kyrie, no. Don't do this right Kyrie now. Sane uh, then uh, hobbles her way to get Shayna as yelling her name, as you heard very love- lovingly before. Yeah. And uh, you have, and then the security had to escort her out, and you know, I guess she, she a- was barely walked. She was barely fun. It looked so sad Ky- looking at Kyrie saying just hobbling to Shayna, just yelling her name. Shayna. Yeah, I guess it's. I guess we'll get poor Sane. Shayna and Kyrie saying at NXT War Games. Yeah, that was I. That's pro. That's the. That's the logical. That's the logical step to it. There was that little scare about uh, Shayna Baszler hurting her ankle at Evolution, but apparently I it's think not she's as, fine. Yeah. yeah, apparently that wasn't as serious as people thought. So yeah, well, that's uh, third match between those three, those two. Which sure, why not? Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch versus Umberto Carrillo and Raul Mendoza. And as always, my money is on Mendoza. This was a really good match, I felt like. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, Carrillo moonsaults himself into Danny Birch's foot, which looked amazing. Dude, Car- Carrillo? Uh, Umberto, Umberto Carrillo. Umberto. Dude, that, go- that dude can get some height. Yeah. like he-, he got height. He landed on his feet, and his foot face landed on Danny Birch's feet. It was... It looked great. I mean, yeah. it probably didn't feel great, but... No, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mendoza gets real impressive offense, but gets tossed into the corner. Mendoza gets then gets an implant DDT from both dudes and gets pinned. F- I thought this was a really... As you said earlier, I thought this was actually a really good television match, exactly what you like wanted out of it. It was short and sweet and to the point, and I thought they both looked good. I think Raul Mendoza is lightweight, like as as much like as much as we make jokes oh, he's about a him being gem. A, like being a jobber, I think he's yeah, he's lightweight, like one of the most like talented people that WWE has signed today. You know what I got he's out of this really match? Good. I really like Raul Mendoza. I think this is the first signs of a Danny Birch uh, Oni Lorcan heel turn. 
I don't know. I feel like since they they kind of held they've kind of driven that point home that these are just regular guys who just want to wrestle and are just happen to be good at it. Right. I think I think they're they want to give a chance they give that gimmick a chance considering like this is this is who they are. They are resting on the laurels so, yeah. of their talents. There's and there's they're straight laced. They're basically just two Dean Malinkos. And you know, audience, and they want the audience to gravitate towards their you know every manness, quote unquote. Yeah. And I just think that, and the fact this that's what that's man. what got them so over in that undisputed era match because these guys like they you know they tried their hardest and then they fucking stole the show. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't think they're gonna turn heel. They, I, they I, I have a feel, I have a feeling they, they are, shouldn't. But but uh, yeah, I think there's not that, a whole lot of NXT or you heel tag teams on NXT. Their champions are the biggest heels in the in the yeah, roster. But who, who else do you have that's a heel on the NXT? mighty? Okay, and then I mean I, I wouldn't turn I wouldn't turn Lord I w- I really wouldn't turn not Lord necessarily Denver. heel but just m- m- more aggressive. Does it have to be? Does it have to be at that point really? Like yeah. a face or like a face or heel kind of yes because they're bad people in a bad company. They need to write for. Good okay. people be All bad. Right. No, I'm kidding. Um, and then we get an undisputed era vignette. They talk shit, but War Raiders interrupt and make sure they get hit. They <laughs> brawl over the outside and lawn darts Adam Cole into a truck, which I thought was a Rey Mysterio awesome, homage. Yeah. Um, the nam- the numbers game eventually turns to UE's favor, but Ricochet comes to the rescue and jumps like he does. <laughs> Eventually, it spills onto the NXT set. Uh, Undisputed Era overpowers again. But Pete Dunne comes out with a chair and cleans house. Regal comes out and he says, This isn't how we do business in here. Wait, you want to fight? You guys want to fight? You can fight. You can fight. That war games. And then the music plays and then everybody's losing their shit. I thought this was a great way to announce that. My favorite, Kyle O'Reilly's face. It, it, it kind of reminded me of last year when uh, that's a thumbnail. I already have it saved. Yeah. Um, uh, Adam Cole last year when they announced War Games, his hand, the hands on his head, War Games. <laughs> like that was great. I love that. I think ne- and then next year we'll get, we'll probably get if undisputed. Still there, we'll get you know Bobby Fish. I'm gonna doubt that, but go ahead. I'll doubt it too. We'll get Bobby Fish next year making a face. <laughs> and then once the, all three, the three guys get moved up, but Roderick Strong still down there. And no, I'm kidding. You think they're post mania call up, undisputed era? You think that's an appropriate? Do you think they'll time? get called up together. I think so. Or you just send Adam call up there at first, and then he's just like, "I got some backup." Because if you send Adam, what do you Cole do? There, but then what do you do with the undisputed era? Then well, you can. Do you se- think they're send Adam call think- up first, and then kind of get over his program, and then all of a sudden undisputed era comes out, and have them drop the tag titles in a really good match at the takeover for of the mania takeover. Against Raul Mendoza and Humberto Carrillo, <laughs> I'd take it. That, that'd be actually really good. Cool. No, it'd be Lorcan and Burke. No, it'd probably be War, War, War Raiders. Raiders. War Raiders. It's too bad. I would want it to be Mustache Mountain. So we got War Games set. War oh. Games. War Games. War uh, Games. We got with uh, Pete Dunn, Ricochet, uh, War Raiders, and Undisputed Era. I'm going to be officiating the match from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, going to record. Going to do a live recording of the podcast as it goes on. Wow, it's great match, guys. Great match. Yeah. Anyways, and uh, that was yeah, time. that was uh, this show went by real quick. I felt so, I felt like it too. Yeah, yeah, like and I even looked at it. It was like clocked in about like fifty four minutes. So it's not the usual time. NXT one of the NXT UK episodes clocked in at sixty three minutes this week. Oh boy! And the other one clocked in at like fifty three. So I know oh, it evens out, but yeah. still. Anyway, but, that was NXT. But in, you might think we have all the shows covered this week, but, but no. This well, is we have the fucking main event wrestling. Show and, and tell. tell.
This week's wrestling show and tell. We have the brought class- to you by brought to you by Michael. moi, Michael Vergara of City Wrestling Radio, uh, of WCW Road Wild 1998. No, we're not going to cover the entire show, but we will cover the match to talk about. And uh, and boy, what a match it was! I'll be honest, my notes got deleted for this match, but I, I remember some of it. I remember some of it, and. Uh, Oh, yeah, no, that's just the stuff you'll never forget. It's a match that stuck out in my head. Yes. Uh, and the, the match, we of course, we're talking about is Steve Mongo McMichaels <laughs> versus Brian Adams with Vincent of NWO. A.K.A. Virgil. Yes. Tale of the tape, Steve Mongo McMichaels, sh- member of the 1985 Chicago Bears. <laughs> That, okay. champi- that championship team. So he was a member of the Super Bowl Shuffle at that time. Super Bowl Shuffle. He was probably one of the lower end yeah. players. He, he, would the, he would then go on to be starting out as a WCW commentator with his dog Fifi. I think. God, yeah. I think those names. No, yeah, me. I think he had a dog. He had a dog named Fifi. And uh, he was also married to Deborah McMichaels. Debra, uh, Debra Debra, yeah, Deborah McMichaels. That's how she got her start, actually. Like, actually, legit married to her at one yeah. point. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's when, that's then he when, became a wrestler. That's when Stone Cold said, you need and a real then, man. And then he became a member of the very prestigious club that is the Four Horsemen. There was even a point where he was trying to bring back the Four Horsemen. Like, I think oh, in this yeah, match no, they were yeah, talking about it. Yeah. They was like, Mick Michaels wants to bring back the Four Horsemen. It's like, dude, it's Because when I think now. of the Four Horsemen, I think of Steve Mongo McMichaels. <laughs> yeah. This is a horrible match. No, it's a, uh, well... We, well, we talked about first Steve off, Mongo McMichaels. Let's talk about Brian Adams, right. formerly known as Kona Crush and the uh, uh, rest, God rest his soul. And um, who? What else did he do? He was in that biker gang, in the gang rules. Doa. Doa. Yeah. Um, he was Adam Bomb, <coughs> and uh, he was just one of. Was of, he in Chronic? Probably. I don't know. He, and he was also just among many that 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 wave of people. Throughout, because he died. God rest his soul. He died in two thousand seven, and I just remember, like, I think around that area in time, like pre and post Benoit, yeah. there was just a ton of guys just passing away, just like, like former wrestlers, just like from heart, fa- either from heart failure or just drugs, and up uh, and Kona. In a, a Brian Adams' case, it was like I think it was a respiratory failure due to drug overdose. So um, he was yeah. just, you know, he was just one of those. He was one of those guys. Yeah. But nonetheless, Brian Adams is wearing a tie-dye bandana because it's a 1998 WCW pay-per-view taking place in Sturgis, by the way, in South Dakota, <laughs> the biker convention. So it's pretty much just Coachella for bikers. So it might be the worst two, thing you ever Two heard. favorite things about the crowd is the biker section where people are legitimately sitting on their their motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And also, if you facing hard cam is literally a street with open traffic. Behind, oh yeah! Right behind the fans, you see literally see trucks and cars just driving past. I thought that the looked entire cool. match. I thought that looked cool. It was it was awesome, but at the same time, it's it very looked, unique. It was very like uh. it's very unique. It's also a tremendous money sink for WCW because it was for free. Every it was a free in attendance. Oh, was it? Yeah, everybody who got to go in, they didn't pay anything, oh, wow. so that they lost so much money out of these. That's why they only made like three of these. Yeah. Um, but uh, starting out the match, collar and elbow tie up. Mongo breaks it and yells, this is how a good guy does it. <laughs> and his, <laughs> and then 
No, don't don't laugh just yet. And in the greatest feat of all of professional wrestling, Adam's Irish whips Mongo and a moment of miscommunication, Mongo improvises and does a hop and a skip as he yells in frustration and does the worst attempt at a DDT imaginable. The the lazy DT, I call that. Lazy DT. Mike today, Mike Tanay, God bless his soul, calls it a unique takedown. I, the commentators, man. Oh, they, man. Tried, they, they tried their hardest to save this match. Uh, Adams wisely rolls out of the ring, considering the fact of what the fuck just happened the past three seconds. <laughs> Vincent gets involved with punches that get zero contact whatsoever, but Mongo still sells. Adam goes into the second turnbuckle with a flying knee, but misses. McMichaels runs the ropes again, and Adams hits his throat. Five seconds later, Mongo goes to the ground. Adams attempts a pile driver. Ref gets kicked, so you got a ref bump there. Adams proceeds to kick the ref down further so Vincent can get a chair. And then all of a sudden, a gust of wind controls Vincent's arms and Angel taps Adams' head, which leads to a pile driver. And uh, whoever decided to give Mongo a pile driver, good for you. Jesus. Mongo that's, that's wins. just dangerous at yep. a certain point, man. Mongo gets the pin. Mongo wins. We all lose. What did you think of this? inaugural edition of wrestling show and tell i thought this match sucked fucking shit by the way it did. no it definitely did <laughs> six it, okay here's the thing positive thing about it it was six minutes and 43 seconds yeah um it was bad it, I, I like i like going back and look at some of these old shows and just how the uniqueness of sturgis was it north dakota or where south was dakota south dakota i was close uh sturgis south dakota it's just it's great to go back and i remember actually watching these shows live back with my dad back mm. you know back when i was a kid so it's good to go back and watch. It's just funny. Yep. It's funny to see how far wrestling's really come. It really, it really has. And, and then you really look Can, back at also it. Also, like, like even like as far as like f- five years ago, how far? Yeah. Come. And if you look back to it's like it's really it's people talk about you know well, WCW back in the day used to be so much better, dude. It was the same. It was it was worse. It was probably worse than WWE right now. Like wrestling wise. It yeah. was probably worse. I mean, look, it's just I think that's just a natural thing to ta- say whenever it involves like ath- like an athletic feats and in, uh, in, in that form of entertainment. Back when like, I was Le- a kid, like LeBron James, like he's better than Michael Jordan. It's like it's it's all an evolution of the of the way you know people operate. The way it's the evo- evolution of you know of the athleticism with the in the sport involved. Like Seth Rollins is better than Shawn Michaels in 1996. Like Definitely. all these people are just way more talented because it's because it's yeah, Shawn built. Michaels isn't even really that good, but okay. That's another conversation, but it's built from those foundations. And so when you see stuff like 1998 WCW of a six minute match between Mongo McMichaels and Brian Adams, like the standards, those were the standards. Those guys got a pay-per-view payday. Yeah. I mean it. Yeah. It, it's, it's bad. Yeah. But it's it's good bad. Fun fact: Mongo McMichaels was ringside at uh, WrestleMania 12 when Lawrence Ta- with Lawrence Taylor versus uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. I so met, he, I met, he was in both promotions. I met Mongo when I met DDP. Nice. He had yeah. a ponytail and everything. Yes, of course he did. Very odd. Nobody was in line to see Mongo. I would have been in line to see Mongo. <laughs> well, anyway, that was your wrestling show and tell. That was guys, wrestling show and tell for next week for my wrestling show and tell. I Michael gave me a little bit of guff for my original pick. Uh, for my WWE is like come on, it's like vanilla pick. ice cream. My WWE pick, so There's nothing wrong with vanilla ice cream. I'm gonna cream, keep it. I'm gonna keep it on the WCW 1990 oh, no. scale. Oh no, we're going back to WCW 1995, Halloween Havoc, Hulk Hogan versus the Giant what? in a monster truck match. The monster truck match or the actual match? It, it goes. It goes hand in hand. So you want me? You want me to watch both? No, the I'm watching tr- them. I'm reviewing this for next week. Yeah. Okay. I and mean, then I next week you pick a show. Yeah, you can watch it. 
I've I've seen Halloween Havoc 1995. Well, then you'll have it's a lot to say. No. It's not good at all. Road Wild wasn't that good either. Yeah, but then that was six minutes and 43 minutes long. Eh, we'll get through it. Don't worry. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Uh, it's a double header today with this and the new news show, so we got to record that now. But before we get out of here, we'd like to give some birthday. Well, let me hurry it up. Darren Young and Sam- Samir Singh. Their birthdays. Happy birthday. Samir Singh turning 31. Darren Young turning 35. Wow. Isn't that funny how we were talking about Darren Young earlier, too? You were talking before. about gay wrestlers. Yeah. So that's cool. That's- Happy birthday, Darren Young. That was yesterday, actually. Because um, we didn't get to their birthdays. All right, for City Wrestling Radio for the B Show, I'm Corey Smith. I'm Michael Vergara. And we'll see you a little bit later for the new, new show. All right, bye.